play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 207. Yep, 207. The magic episode where we finally return doing the podcast in the same room. Yes. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. This first time in over a year. Yeah, about, about a year. Like, uh... Because, yeah, I dropped out in the middle of March because of, uh, you know what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But yeah, I think it was around uh, it was around this time that we started uh, that you reached out to me, and we started doing the podcast again uh, over phone and then over Zoom call. Right, and that's how we've been doing it for the last uh, twelve some odd months, give or take a few days. And and yeah, now we decided things are looking up, things are getting better. Why don't we uh, get back to a sense of normalcy here? <laughs> I agree, and here we are. Yeah. I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying it. It's nice hearing the, uh, at least the intro so far, not just through uh, computer speakers, but with <laughs> the headphones on and everything. I'm like, oh, it feels so familiar again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, and uh, we're looking forward to this uh, great episode. Last episode, we didn't have an interview, but this one we do, the next one we do, and for at least a few more after that, we probably will as well, working on uh, yep. some stuff. For those. So on this episode, as you've probably seen in the show notes, we have an interview with a couple of guys out of Total Massacre. Oh yeah, some uh, some very decent, <laughs> <laughs> some very decent punk rockers uh, carrying on the flag of politically themed hardcore, and that's their mo. That's their strong point, and man, are they flexing! <laughs> Absolutely, it's good stuff. We're gonna play some other new tracks. One that's coming out this week, and uh, no, next week even. Yeah. Is it next? Yeah. Yeah, it is a week from today, right? Yeah. No, a week from yesterday. Yeah, coming out on, they, <laughs> they even mentioned this in the yes. interview, 42021, because why not? <laughs> right? And then one that they released just a couple weeks ago, and yeah, we're going to play some music. So... There's a lot of new stuff that has come out. Let's talk about some new stuff that has come out. Uh, we'll start back on the first, and there's a good reason why we're going to start on the first. Uh, first off, the Sams, we played them uh, last week, and they released Karma EP, and then Total Massacre, also on the first, they released Joel the Punisher. So that's why we started on the first. They have a new track that's yeah. already out, and we're going to play it on the show. Boom. <laughs> Fool's Aaron released Machete Sessions EP. Rebels Rule, which is Jenny Wu's new band, or new project. I'm going to call it a project. It, uh, they released Rule Number 1, and that came out on the first. That's on Randali Records. Incisions released Bliss on the second. On the second also, Left Alone released Checkers and Plaid. The Eulogy released The Trilogy. Free Will, it's kind of funny, they rhyme. They really have nothing to do no. with each other, but the eulogy and the trilogy just seems kind of like, oh, that belongs together, even though it's really nothing to do with yeah. either. If they wanted to be really gimmicky, they could have just called it the trilogy. <laughs> the trilogy. Oh, man, that is a hard thing to say. Right? <laughs> uh, Free Will released 
Sun Return. Uh, the Adam Age released a new single called It Can't Be Like This. And then on the 6th, Electric Dead released Adam Age Daydream. Violent Unrest released their new EP, Stand Against Hate. And check out next episode, 208, for more about and with Violent Unrest. Oh, yeah. Some of the some of the king slash queen of hardcore punk and oi coming out of Salt Lake. Absolutely. The Dirtiest released Sovereignista on the 9th. Chaser released Dreamers on the 9th. Worst Doubt released Extinction on the 9th. Rude City Riot released Shady Schemes and Molotov Dreams on the 9th. Come Closer released Pretty Garbage on the 9th. United Bottles and the Jolers. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Jolers. Some some languages, the J makes a Y sound. Yolers. But I'm going to say yeah. the Jolers because I think they're from Ireland. If it... Oh, if it's from Ireland, then yeah, I think it is uh, Jolers. Okay, well, we're going to go with that. Love United Bottles. The two tracks they have on there, great. And the Jolers, uh, those two tracks that they put on there, really good too. Uh, from the Lagan to the Lee, that's the name of the split. On the 10th, Collision put out Sur le Trois uh, I think Sur le Trois There you go. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Uh, Blood Ties released. Blood Ties EP on the 10th. Los Pepes released a two-track single. I think it's actually even a three-track single, but they had two of the tracks named. Want You Back and Never Get It Right. Wolfpack released a new uh, Benefit EP, as they do, and they called it Benefit 7, as they would, because all the other ones were Benefit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And they released a new one of those four tracks from that Australian band. That came out on the 14th. On the 16th, Jacob's Mind is releasing The One Who Got Away. The Offspring will be releasing Let the Bad Times Roll. Bushido Code will be releasing The Ronin. Wrong Life will be releasing Dreamer's Gate. Gate is G-A-I-T. Ship of Fools on the 16th will be releasing Status Quo EP. Stay tuned in a couple tracks. We're going to talk more and listen more about that. The Dopamines will be releasing Hard Pass Singles Rarities 2006 through 2020 on the 22nd. Rata Negra is releasing Una Vida Vulgar on the 23rd. Also on the 23rd, Extinguish will be releasing the Extinguish EP. Broilers will be releasing Puro Amor. Puro Amor on the 23rd. Harker will be releasing Axiom on the 23rd. Dot Upset, and that's how it is put on there a period upset <laughs> all lowercase is doing a split with 8020 or 8082 whichever way you want to say it and that split is going to be called passing the torch and finally locked in will be releasing the solemn leap ep on the 23rd eric you got anything uh, to add to the list oh boy i got a i got a bit uh, one, this isn't a proper like uh, release of an album, but the band uh, Destroyed in Seconds, they are a hardcore punk band from uh, from L.A., and they are re-releasing their album, that uh, Divide and Devour, which came out last year, first time on vinyl. And that schedule will be released uh, this May in the 21st. So, okay. so yeah, I'll be, playing, I'll be playing them in an episode or two. Just to just to kind of build the hype up because they are a good band. Um, anyway, as far as uh, new stuff, there is still the uh, the Bronx White Shadow, which is coming out on the twenty sixth, and there's the band Extinguish putting out the Blood Runs Cold single on the twenty first. This was all last month, by the way. 
And but coming up, we got the Extinguish self-titled, which is going to be their uh, first full-length EP. <laughs> That's how I'm getting around the whole uh, whether or not we think it's an EP or a full-length thing. We'll just call it a full-length EP. Excellent. <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, the 30th, we'll see the release of the new single from Def 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 called Odes. And that I am most excited for. Excellent. Because <laughs> I really have enjoyed everything they put out, all two songs. <laughs> but they are still very good songs, keeping that old post-punk sound alive in the new age. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we'll be hearing some of those tracks on some future episodes. Yes, indeed, we will. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, new tracks go, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm standing. I haven't really done a, a lot of floating around this last week. Just uh, a lot of a lot of busy stuff. But and I've it's like I come across new things, but I forget to write it down. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, then it just slipped my head. And also, I discovered some new bands, but they haven't put anything out that is new. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, maybe you'll just wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's continue talking about new music, because let's play some new music. You're up first. What'd you pick? Okay. There is some... There is some new music, not a new release or anything of that sort. This is a band from New Jersey called Reaching Out. And they have a uh, they have a demo that came out uh, uh, sometime last year. I can't remember the exact date, but yeah, a pretty good demo. Really lo-fi, really uh, old school, hardcore for better or for worse. You can... You can take your pick on whether or not it's good. Me? I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but it was really hard for me to keep my attention because the, the production realm was just so flatlined, oh, pretty okay. much. So it was just hard for me to like hold a grip on certain songs. Now they have a new single out, which is called Better Tomorrow, and just seems to have gotten a whole makeover on this thing. And of course, it also has a feature, one Stickman. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know Oddly where he's enough, from. <laughs> I saw something while I was looking up other music today, and it said something about Stickman and being in some other band, but I didn't recognize the band name. Yeah. <laughs> what is the band name? <laughs> right. Exactly. I I, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get back we'll get back to that. We'll give him some clout. But for the for what he puts in the yeah he puts in his own vocals on there. Uh, the main front woman of the band, it's uh, just high, screaming, just uh, massively aggressive vocals that are just uh, ruminating out of the uh, trachea. And this guy, he comes in with his own aggressive vocals, but offering a different uh, offering a different style to get into it. So Stickman and Reaching Out, they got some good stuff together. And in this song, Better Tomorrow, well, you can hear it. You will hear some... Pounding, pulsating, hardcore. I like to hear that. <laughs> Go! 
Tomorrow's a good track. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Reaching out with uh, Stickman. And I have since found the name of his band, Fury of Five. Okay. So that'll be something to uh, look into as well because I really love his vocals on that. I like to see what he's doing in uh, that respective project. But yes, Reaching Out. Better Tomorrow, and they are saying it's a single released from an upcoming EP, of which has no release date yet. But, if you like what you heard there, there's something to get excited about. So, go after it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got a couple other new tracks to play on the show. Uh, First up is Ship of Fools. They are from Newmarket in Ontario, uh, cool band. I've listened to them for a while, and they have a new EP coming out, just as I talked about at the beginning of the show. So Status Quo is the name of the EP. It's coming out April 16th, and I want to thank their label manager, Cassia, for sharing it with us to check out. And It's good. Four tracks, just some great hardcore uh, punk you know, definitely more of the hardcore punk, I think. But we'll, we'll hear it here in a second. We're going to play Status Quo. It is the single that was already released, but the other three tracks that you will get are very good as well. Uh, great stuff. You know, offhand, I'm going to guess total length is around like eight minutes. You know, four tracks, eight minutes. No, nah, maybe a little longer, probably like nine minutes. But either way, good <laughs> stuff. Proper, uh, proper EP. Let's listen to the title track from Ship of Fools' new one, Status Quo. It is Status Quo. Really made for this 
Ship of Fools, status quo, somewhere between street punk and hardcore punk. What do you think? I definitely hear the hardcore punk more than the street punk on there, but yeah, it still makes it a good track. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. It, it's good. The EP's really good. I want to thank Cassie again for sharing with us so we can check it out. Uh, very good. It's been a while, I think, since the last time I've heard new stuff coming from uh, Ship of Fools, and it's good. You should get out there and check them out on Bandcamp and be on the lookout this coming Friday. You're going to hear this episode, and it's going to be here, basically. And go go check it out. New one from Ship of Fools, Status Quo. We're going to play one more new track before getting into some older, lesser-known stuff. The band is based out of San Francisco Bay Area and Stockholm, Sweden. The band is Lawmaker, and they released a plugged and unplugged version of this EP on the same day. The release date for the EP, All Work, No Class, was February 28th of this year. I came across it, liked it. They did four tracks on the EP, and they also did four uh, unplugged tracks on a separate EP, but basically the same thing, just obviously it's going to come across a different sound because it's unplugged. And the style of music or the theme of the band, as it were, uh, for, and especially for this EP, All Work, No Class, it dissects the underbelly of the fading American dream and the struggles of the working class with unapologetic wit and honesty. It was originally shared to me by Jesper, who's in the band. Uh, I checked it out, played it on Punkanoi Worldwide uh, probably about a month ago, and it is awesome. And so I thought, let's play another track. Over here on SLC Punkcast, so you yep. can check it out. This time, we are going to be playing the track Lionhearted. So here we go with the band Lawmaker off of All Work, No Class EP. The track is Lionhearted. Side by side 
So what do you think, Lawmaker? Yeah, that one's definitely got a bit. That one definitely leans more on the oi side Absolutely. quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, especially in the lyricism, especially like the uh, uh, chasing beer, chasing ass <laughs> sort of things. Yeah, that's definitely uh, yeah, that definitely sticks to the rudiments of oi culture in there. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely a working class, working class man band. Yeah, and that's the. That's the way punk rock was built, pretty much. <laughs> Absolutely. Get out there, check it out. The EP's really good, and if you like acoustic stuff or unplugged stuff, you should check out the other one as well. Uh, they both turned out really good. I think it's a really cool concept for a band. You know, first release, and then you know you have four tracks, and you're able to make them uh, unplugged or acoustic, as it were, and sound great. And both, you know, same date kind of thing. So I think they did a cool job. They did. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can be in agreement with that. <laughs> Eric, let's do some older, lesser known stuff. We're working our way towards the interview. So, but we're not yeah. quite there yet. So let's play a few more tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do a let's do a few more. This uh this one I chose is kind of an uh, undercut, underrated song from a a massively known band called anti-flag <laughs> right and anyone who's anyone who's uh in who's at least paying somewhat of attention to the modern punk rock scene of the past 20 years knows who anti-flag is and and yeah they are pretty well revered they've got a lot of albums underneath their belt and a lot of a lot of hit songs that if you went to any anti-flag show they are staples right yeah but I'm going to I'm going to a bit of a uh, in a bit of a different route. There are a lot of songs that they uh, that I love that people don't know about. One is from their EP, "A Benefit for Victims of Violent Crime," which is which is a benefit EP for the uh, victims of violence and crime. It was a uh, uh, what like a clinic or just a how do they how do they word it here? I guess they I guess they don't word it, but yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, it was a benefit for that specific for that specific place helping out people who were victimized as such. And also it was a reaction from their bassist, Chris Number Two, who lost his sister with her boyfriend as a result of murder. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah. So stricken with all that grief between him and his family, his uh reaction was to do a a, a benefit EP for this uh uh for this clinic that was uh helping out with anyone who had been of a who was dealing with, you know, similar feelings to that. And, and yeah, with this EP, it was a release of uh, five new tracks, along with, uh, along with a series of live versions of some of their other songs, uh, some of their best-known ones, like One Trillion Dollars and Turncoat, whatnot. But the song that I am playing is uh, one of my favorite ones, and one that doesn't get a lot of love. Never seen it live. Never heard it, heard if it was even played live. I don't see it in any of their live albums, but it's still a good one. It's uh, No Future. Such an amazing bass riff, such amazing uh, vocals, and just amazing how it's catchy. Chris uh, actually takes the a lot of the lead vocals on this one. So I remember back in the day it used to be a combination of Justin and Andy Flagg and you couldn't really you could tell the difference between them but not very much but that, again they were still cutting their teeth and finding their footing whereas this one you know when it's a Chris uh Chris on the vocals you know when it's Justin on the vocals this is Chris on the vocals and he's got a very high pitched rasp 
and just a lot of feeling coming from a lot of feeling coming from those vocals as well as his bass lines. Guy's a phenomenal bass player. Right. <laughs> He's right up there with uh, Matt Freeman as the high end punk rock bassist. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> but anyway, no future from Anti Flag. Wonderful song. Let's get into it. particularly like the lyrics toward towards the end it's like you can't change the future unless you change yourself it's what you buy not what they sell right yeah. absolutely that's such, good words yeah such a yeah such provocative words that's one thing i've always admired about a lot of anti-flags uh music was their intellect and just how it's uh yeah it's highly political they're a socio-political band save for one or two songs they always manage to work it into their uh uh, into their, uh, what is it? Their output. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, some of it does get repetitive and sort of like, a, okay, we get it, but damn it, your songs are so catchy <laughs> <laughs> and just so angry sometimes. But yeah, it's them pissed off at the world. But it's like, uh, it's not like we're complaining about it. We're like offering solutions to it. Right. And that's the, that's really what makes uh, such art so great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the band I picked is probably a bit lesser known, 
as you picked a very well-known band. Uh, <laughs> the band I picked is Cutting Through. They are, they are a straight-edge hardcore band out of Portland, Oregon. Are you familiar with the band? No. This is the first time hearing of one Cutting Through. They have an album and an EP. The EP is newer. They have an album. I think they had a release right before that, too. I can't remember if it was a single or what it was. But they, they've got a couple releases. The newest one on Bandcamp is this EP, Empathy, which came out April 14th of 2018. Uh, I can't remember how I came across them. I think I was looking for a different band cutting through that's from somewhere over in Europe. And somehow I came across this band and thought, oh, Straight Edge Hardcore. Let me check it out. I like Straight Edge Hardcore. And I liked it. You know, so I thought, <laughs> let's play it on the show. I haven't played Cutting Through before. They were a new band for me to discover as well. So for anybody else who has not heard the band Cutting Through, let's check them out. Off of their Empathy EP that came out in 2018, we're going to check out the track uh, Internal Fight. So let's check it out. We'll see what y'all think. Yeah. That is definitely hardcore. That is definitely straight edge. So, yep, I'd say it's accurate. <laughs> but also it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Love the, yeah, that prototypical thing where it's like the uh, riff, 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 and then the breakdown with like those uh, call and chanting vocals where it's just like, yep, stimulates the pile up. Everybody grab the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool stuff. I like the band. I came across them not too long ago, only... I don't know, maybe like a month or so ago, and they had a few releases out already. So uh, something fun about discovering new bands, especially new bands, not new bands, but bands that are new to you, and they already have, you know, uh, a few releases out, then it's like, instead of a band that you enjoy waiting for them to make a release year by year or every two years, it's like, oh my gosh, look at this. I came across this band, <laughs> and they have this treasure trove of new music for me. And I enjoy <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of how it goes. Yes. That's been going for quite some time. 
Absolutely. And it continues to do that for us, for sure, on this podcast. So hopefully it is doing that for you by listening to us. Let's keep that thought rolling with our your great cover-to-cover album, because as soon as we do that, we'll get into some Total Massacre music and a Total Massacre interview. Yeah. But before we do that, let's do a great cover-to-cover album. Yeah, before we get into the great cover-to-cover band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the band that I chose is a... Uh, is a local favorite um, from Salt Lake City. These are one of the uh, these are one of the reigning champs, the flag wavers of Salt Lake metal and hardcore, both in the same both in the same realm. And we played them on the show before a couple years back. And I want to give a uh, just desserts and a lot of uh, just a lot of praise to their full length album. This is one cult leader. And the album, A Patient Man. Came back, came out in uh, 2018. I label it as my favorite album that came out that year. And here's why. Because it is that Converge-style metalcore, you know, raining from a lot of uh, off-kiltered riffs and some uh, and some atonal uh, arpeggioing going on. <laughs> and just a, yeah, just an overall weird sound. And it just embodies. It's emboldened by how heavy and how technical it really is, and just the grim atmosphere that is created by the lyrical counterpart. And one Anthony Lucero, he's pulling double duty both in his, both in the presentation of the band. He's designed the artwork for all of their albums, and he's got a very unique and very specific style. Um, but also he pulls double duty on his vocals as well, and we will get into that as we uh, get into the song. The fact is, he'll do half of the music with just those grimy, guttural vocals. You know which one I'm talking about. These ones. <laughs> <laughs> but then he'll, uh, but then he'll pull it back, and the next he has got a very low, bassy voice in the same vein as Nick Cave. You know, if you one day you think you're listening to Converge, and then another song, it's like you're listening to a Bad Seeds or the Birthday Party. Just it just turns on a dime like that but it still fits because it just breaks up the flow of the album ever so slightly but the rest of the album is just so chaotic and so rambunctious and just so pulverizing (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of nice to just uh, sit back and uh never really take a break because the lyrics are just so dark and so grim you just are like yeah, I'm taking a rest here, but now I just want to forget about it and go crazy again. So, yeah, that's the beauty of uh, this record. It's uh, just going at odds ends. And either way, you don't know what you're going to get when listening to this album for the first time. But we'll start it off with the obvious, with uh, <laughs> with the heavy stuff. And, and yeah, I wanted to go with uh, Share My Pain. It's got a lot of... Uh, it's got a lot of uh, death metal worship in there. It's got a lot of old school mathcore worship in there, and yeah, while it's while it's taken from uh, a lot of technicality in the same in the same way that Converge does it, it doesn't get too outlandish where it looks like it's made by a computer, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, once share my pain. Let's listen to how crazy this gets. Thank you. 
So, yeah, quite a bit of a metallic force behind that. Absolutely. Yeah, taken from the realm of uh, uh, slower, groovier uh, death metal and even just groove metal in uh, general. But, yeah, just the... You just kind of hear in the background, it's like not just a straightforward uh, beat. You j- you just catch on these little fills. You know, just like a... It just goes so quick, you don't even really hear it until you like give it a deep listen. So, yeah, that's their style. <laughs> that's the that's the style that they were known for for, a, for pretty much the entirety of their career. Until now. <laughs> so, actually, not even uh, quite until now. They uh, they delved into like the uh, more atmospheric uh, uh, kind of uh, soundscape soundscape realm on the softer the softer scape. Um, when they released their Useless Animal EP, it was just uh, two songs that had that kind of a gutter crusty metalcore mentality, and then they. They did it with. They ended it with a cover of uh, Mark Kozelik's "You Are Not My Blood," and Mark Kozelik he's a uh, he's a folk musician. Okay. So they did kind of a f- they did kind of like a halfway point where it was just and it was dark folk, so it was kind of easy to <laughs> to bring it back into their career. But that was the first time we really heard uh, Anthony Lucero just do a soft song the whole way through. So that was just kind of a prefix of what was going to be coming about in in a patient man. And yeah, a patient man. They got three tracks uh, to uh, that heat on that paradigm. One is the sound, what the sound, the title track. Uh, another is called a uh, two. I believe it is called two Ashleys. And the one that I chose it was one of their leading singles, "World of Joy." And this shows this shows uh, kind of a progression. To where it like starts off really slow and it's just a slow incline and then it eventually breaks at one point towards the end. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, they know how to be progressive. They know how to keep uh, your attention. Uh, even with a song that's as long as this one. Warning. <laughs> it's about five and a half minutes. <laughs> and it's not, the, it's not as long as what I originally wanted to put on. The final track. But you should check it out, especially if you're into like a slower, doomy metal, sludgy type stuff. Uh, that's a broken right hand of God. That is a phenomenal closer. And and yeah, I wish I could play that. Maybe I'll play it in the future as a metal track if I choose to. Awesome. Because, yeah, kind of like Crow Killer, they are existing on both realms. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But this one exists in another realm. They exist in the Nick Cave worship over here. And... Here we go. This is World of Joy.
right up to the last second on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, not not quite what you were expecting, right? It's a, it, and yeah, that's a that's the uh, that's the song that really kind of ends the first side of that album. You know, so you just kind of have this little serene part, and then it's like, oh no, the insanity's coming back, buddy. Boom, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one thing I really admire about this album is just how it, just how it's so flexible and seamless between the the bouts of sound that it goes to, and it's not like it's the the, the token ballad you see in like a, you think an eighties hair metal album <laughs> stuff like that. You got to have the ballad in there because it makes a. Uh, you know, it's the leading single. That's what people are going to want to hear. It's like, oh no, we're doing, we're not doing one. We're doing three, and two of them are going to be back to back. Okay, <laughs> it's not like these. Uh, it is not like they're beholden to any like, uh, you know, any label or anything. I mean, they're on Death Wish, and we know how we know how Death Wish really differentiates between the sound. I mean, it was founded by Kurt and John from from Converge. And they have stuff like that, the uh, Converge worship bands, all the way up to like Russian circles, which is which sounds nothing like them, and just <laughs> everyone in between. It's just such a beautiful, a beautiful mixed salad in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, there is Cult Leader, part of that salad. And yeah, one of the band, one of the biggest bands to have come out of uh, Salt Lake in the last decade, and. One of the best, in my opinion. I love those guys, and I hope to be seeing more from them in the future. But it's going to be hard to top this album. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Converge. And now we finally reached the point of no return. We got a good interview coming up next. We do. We're going to play a track from the band real quick. Uh, this is around the point in the show that we used to talk about live shows and touring and stuff like that. And I don't know that there's a lot of touring going on just yet, but Pennywise yeah. just posted on their website today, or not their website, but their Facebook today, it looks like, that they're going to be playing Punk in the Park, which is going to be in Tempe, Arizona, at Big Surf Water Park, and it's going to be Saturday, May 29th. Yes, you heard that right, May 29th. That is in like yeah. six weeks. If it's a yeah, if it's in a water park, I say we bring back the uh, pool shows that we get at PRB. Right, circle pit in the pool. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing that we called it the whirlpool. <laughs> I was in it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're gonna see Pennywise face to face, strung out, good riddance, H two O, Voodoo Glow Skulls, the Bomb Pops, and Slaughterhouse. Uh, go to punkintheparkaz.com. To get tickets. So if you're anywhere on the West Coast and you feel like traveling to Tempe, Arizona for a show, go check out Punk in the Park. That is definitely on my radar uh, of things to do because I don't have anything planned as far as going to any shows anytime soon. So get out there and <laughs> check it out. Oh, yeah. That's going to be on my radar. Right. A bunch of... Uh... Bunch of old school '90s punks. It's gonna feel like old school Warp Tour, just merged into one festival. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's play some Total Massacre because we we're ready to do this interview. Uh, fun interview. We're gonna be playing their new track that came out recently, more recently anyway, on April first, which is Joel the Punisher. Or if you ask Eric, it might be Jose the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, trust me, you'll be getting that in a few minutes. <laughs> yes. So April 1st, cool band here, Total Massacre. We've played them before. We played them pretty recently, a couple times. Uh, just a cool band, and we had a great time in the interview. So stay tuned for the interview. As soon as Joel the Punisher is over, we'll jump right into the interview. and we got both Captain No Fun and Jeff Massacre with us right now. Say hello, guys. Hey, Eric. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, guys, thanks for joining. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. Hell yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're happy to have you guys. You guys have put out some, uh, in just a short amount of time, some amazing music in the scope of singles. And... uh, yeah, that was one of my introductions to you. Was the uh, pro-life death cult, which was oh, cool. given to me as a result of uh, the Backseat Mafia online zine. Sick. And I was like, "Yeah, I got, I gotta write about this." It was badass. So. <laughs> it's working as intended. Then that's cool. That's good to hear, man. Uh, you guys have a just a vast catalog of politically charged lyrics. Uh, anything, <laughs> yeah. yeah, anything specific that is coming up in. But just the last two singles that you released, the pro-life death cult and the pick your poison ones. Yeah, I mean, okay, so like most of the words like you know come out of me, so so I don't mind answering this one. I am super happy that in putting out uh, pro-life, uh, or, or or like super happy that in putting out fucking uh, putting out pick your poison, I could get fucking like the, the line out in the world. You can uh, dine on any flavor of boot uh, that you like because I feel like that's really like <laughs> kind of. Does a really good job of explaining just fucking how much they will like allow you, you know, and it's really ain't that fucking much, but they act like it's the whole fucking world. Hey, I really like that one fucking line. It's so stupid, but God, I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm actually like, well, like a lot of like kind of pro-life uh, death call was kind of written, uh, and actually what it was, was written actually by a funny guitarist, Mike. And he's just like great at those, like kind of super, super like kind of punchy, like, kind of, like, you know, a short, like fucking, not as sort of complicated, you know, a kind of, kind of lines, and so yeah, he like he's been kind of chomping it, fucking at the bit to do a song like that. I called it a pro-life, kind of death cult for yeah. months and months and months and months. That was <laughs> that is like so him to a T, man. It's great, classic. I can sense oh. it. <laughs> and, 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 and and at the time that it was written, it was like you know it was mid-pandemic, and it was all these pro-lifers that were saying hey get out there and get the economy started you know go out there and might, fucking die, die but for the fucking yeah economy. Right, God. Like, so pro-life don't care if you fucking die so you know there's that <laughs> oh man yeah that was one of the things that drew me in was that oxymoron in the title yeah i mean because like fucking like 
I mean, fucking, because it's fucking such a joke. It's, there's people spouting this shit without any hint of irony, and it's wild that it's just it's mask off time for these people, man. It's just like they don't give a shit anymore, you know. <laughs> Which makes like kind of parodying it, you know, kind of hard from our point. But I mean, shit, we've always just been honest about this stuff. Like it's out there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so much you could get from the probably just the mouthpieces. I, I know these. Yeah, it's it's wild these these people. I don't I don't know like how to. I mean, it's like it's always hard because you don't want to give them like a ton of credit because obviously they lie like most of the time. But I mean, yeah, it's these people are in charge of us and they want us to die. It's really. I mean, like I can't like overstate enough how how wild it is. And we all just like went along with our lives. Like, oh yeah, they're just like evil people in charge of everything. It's whatever. That's the way it's always been. You know, life goes on. What are you complaining yeah. about, Captain? You know? <laughs> the same boot, different shit. Smoke, smoke. It, it is. It, it is. It hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, before the interview, we were, uh, uh, we were talking about, uh, with Jeff about a song that's uh, kind of a straight away. Uh, from the typical political uh, banter that's coming in from the lyrics, one that's uh, what was that, Jose the Punisher? Or Joel. Joel. <laughs> Joel the Punisher. But, okay, three of like, the letters were correct. I kind of like Jose more. I think we should we should we should change it to Jose. That's better. Uh, that sounds uh, we'll, we'll go back in time and adjust the lyrics. It'll be perfect. Okay, I'll sing it that way from now on. Jose. Combine both, <laughs> but. Yeah. It's one of the few songs that I get some lyric credit on because he's- <laughs> you do. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Hundred percent. I told. I just basically. I mean, I think Jim ultimately penned the final lyric, but it was from. Sto- you were the germination of the idea for sure. About, about you know, it's like he called me one time before one of our own shows, and and I was already at the show. Is our Roxy show when we were opening for Flipper? He called me, and I'm on the stage getting ready to sound check, and he asked me if I could pick him up on my way to the show. <laughs> Damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and he'll invite you to lunch, but then in, end up asking you to pay. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good. So, he's a good friend. He is. He's a great dude. Uh, he's yeah. done a lot of fun photography for us. Uh, he, yeah, I got for his second album uh, has a picture. It has a picture that he kind of took of us. Um, and it's fucking like in fucking like you know, the liner. Yeah, you know, so he's an awesome dude. But yeah, he could be a fucking pain. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good. So, I mean, look. I mean, I mean, like we've spent fucking. But like, you know, how much like plenty of time just fucking like mad at everything. And I'm still mad at fucking everything. I will probably always be mad at everything. But there's also like room in my life to have like fucking fun with the fucking people I care about. And <laughs> you know, who are a little shitty, but I'm a little shitty too, so I can't really hold it against them too much. <laughs> I try to be honest about these things. Hell yeah. And he took the song like a champ too, you know. Well, <laughs> that's because you sent him a like a one of one vinyl printed, yeah. didn't you? Or whatever. I actually had the had that song cut on an acetate seven inch for him. <laughs> and uh, and I he's got the only copy, I think. And he proceeded to ask me why we called him a wanker. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah so man. it was it was like it was a song that we kind of like did fucking because it amused us. And then we're like yeah, so it's not like a part of everything else we do. So like April first is a good, it's a good fucking like day to 
sent it on its way. And, you know, and like, you know, let fucking people enjoy it because, well, I mean, we all need something to, to laugh at these fucking days, right? Absolutely. I mean, Christ, you know. <laughs> we can only be fucking miserable for so fucking long, you know. Yeah. Right. And music oh, yeah. is a fucking ripper, so it fits into our catalog. Yeah, it's, it's just got a sick riff that fucking Mike fucking came up with. That's the only reason that song it's because the riff is so fucking good and then we couldn't just not use it for something it was dumb as hell so here we are oh yeah that's usually how the basis of a lot of kick-ass songs go you just oh yeah you know what that sounds this cool. riff is too good to in? let go <laughs> just of the riffs that mike fucking comes up with are fucking are too good but this one particularly granted we could have put different words to it but ah. <laughs> we can save those for other shit yeah, it was exactly. meant to be it was. It, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Kids say how it goes. <laughs> Real quick before we move on, uh, normally Bandcamp is where you can find all your stuff, which you can find that track on Bandcamp. But That uh, one's exclusively there, yeah. Yes, it won't be on Spotify and, and other places no. that we can find your music normally. I mean, I think we might be uh, tossing it up on, like, uh, tossing it up on, like, kind of YouTube just because like, people find our stuff on YouTube. But it isn't on any of like the official kind of streaming stuff. It's only on the stuff that we kind of control, (laughs) sort of, if that makes sense. I think eventually, and I, you know, I I think eventually all these singles that we're doing, we're going to probably do, you know, wrap them into one sort of digital package, you know, and put them like almost like a playlist, but it's, you know, sort of a pseudo album. And so the Joel might find its way onto that, which will go everywhere. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. But But as of now, yeah, if you want to check it out, go to our band camp. Perfect. I was going to ask the question uh, at some point, and you, you kind of alluded to it there. So there's a band out of Spain, and they said that they're going to release a single every single month starting in February. And then when you get to November, oh, everything gosh. combined is going to be what their new album is. So they're actually releasing a track every single month, and then the actual album comes out in November of this year. So what I was going to get at is, are you guys doing something similar, seeing how you've done January, February, March, one specifically, but two technically tracks in April. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that is kind of the idea. Like, I think eventually we're maybe we're not entirely good with working out how fucking DSPs work as much as it's from Spain. I'm not totally sure, but uh, but I could be I could be wrong. I don't know, but I think that is that is our that is kind of our idea. And then maybe we can make a physical thing at some point if if there's money there for that. Like uh, Jeff, you can tell me if I sound insane when I say that or not, but. No, I think that's about accurate, right? It just depends. Like when these singles run out, we might not continue doing singles until we have enough to make a full length. We might pause it and then write some more. I don't know. It's just we we don't have as much fucking like, forethought as you might think about a lot of this. We sort of do <laughs> what we decide to do because we're not on a label and we don't owe anybody anything, and we can experiment with our process, which is yeah. one of the cool things about being an independent band. Like. We can say we're going to drop a song every month, and then if we don't like doing that, we can stop. Right. Or we can keep it going if yeah. it works, you know? Like, it's really kind of pretty cool because, like, it's allowed for people who wouldn't have caught us otherwise, such as, such as, like, maybe like you guys, you know, like, you know, if it's find out about us. So it's kind of worked in that way. It's a lot of work to do, like, a video every month. So that's been, yeah, that's been something. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on fucking the other hand, it's like our fans, like, seem to enjoy it. So I don't, want to say it's been like a bad fucking experiment you know what i mean oh no that's if anything i think it uh eludes succession or uh i mean for one there's the artistic integral part of that thing where it's like yeah we're doing it because we want to and <laughs> totally that's really the, 
the yeah, and you're core still of it. Belting out some very decent material. Decent is what we aim for. Decent. That's how that's Eric the, wrote it up for the, Backseat Mafia. That's the high bar. Yeah. <laughs> that's the high bar that I shoot for. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about maybe at some point putting out on some sort of physical copy, compiling them all together. And I, the reason why I bring that back up is because I see on your Instagram you put, we trade money for our merch, but our digital stuff is free unless we're fundraising. So unless you're fundraising, maybe anybody that's listening or any of your fans throw you know, a buck and download the tracks, right? Every track. It always helps. Yeah, no, like right. we're not, we aren't against that. We just look like we're, we are at heart for the anti-capitalists, you know, like, you know, like, and I think if you fucking like listen to any of our stuff, that's pretty obvious. So we don't want to be like fucking um, any more of a hypocrite than fucking capitalism like makes all of us anyway. Yeah, we like, we don't like when generally like really want to price anybody out of our fucking art because sure. why would you do that? Then right. It's not helping anybody. You want to get it out there to people. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. you know, no matter what system, capitalist or whatever that you get into, you know, resources become scarce at some point, so right? Yeah. And so you got to get something for it. something and yeah, sure. to generate and sure, get more yeah. money, you, you, you know, sure. to, to, to build up and, you know, buy. Because you're, yeah. you, like you said, you're independent. But most people that do punk, which is great about punk, I mean, uh, I don't think anybody would accuse you of, you know, being a hypocrite. For, for taking money for what you do. I would hope not. Pop music, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> you know, very, that's very true. They live I'd different lifestyle, but people in punk, most uh, 99% of people that play punk music, at least in my opinion, the people that we talk to and the music that we play, we could tell her they're just like we are. We, we have jobs yeah. and those are things that we get to do with people that we enjoy, you know, our friends and so forth. We get together and do these things and get to create things and then share it with other folks yeah that, i mean like that is a beautiful thing it'd be even more a beautiful if i could make a living off of total master but right wouldn't that be amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know baby steps you know i think most people in punk bands would agree good, with you i'm sure i have no doubt i've been Seriously. i've been doing this a long time and uh, jeff's been doing it even longer than me so fucking yeah for sure that's true <laughs> Well, then I'm putting it out right. there. You know, everybody go buy some of the tracks because, you know, I, I, I'm not trying Thank to you. put anything to you, like as far as having to do it. But I think the concept's great. All the album artwork, I've looked at all the album artworks and, you know, with singles, uh, you can definitely tell the same style of artist. It's, it's simple. Yeah. But it, it's great. <laughs> and it goes really well with the, the act, you know, the name of the track and once you get whatever number of singles you decide to do at some point that make and you know you're already at an EP for sure but if you put out several more throughout this year or so and then you can combine all of those different artworks in some other artistic way as an album cover or uh, you know inner sleeve whatever you'd want to do totally yeah so people just need to get out there and help you out buy some of the merch Certainly buy the digital hurt. tracks <laughs> <laughs> would speed along figuring out if you have the money to, to actually press vinyl or not. So listen to it on hard. Spotify to death. That way you guys can, you know, get a couple nickels or something. Seven tenths of a cent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get us our seven tenths of a cent every spin. Put it on and go to bed. Right? Yeah, please. That would rock if a whole bunch of people did that shit. I would love it. That, that would be a good oh, experiment man. to do. 
right? You, you know, everybody oh, just yeah, listening yeah. and just tell people, people just when you go to bed at night, you know, create a create a playlist of all the songs together and just hit play and it'll go through. Yep. From your lips to God's ears, Dustin. <laughs> That's who I don't believe in, but nonetheless. Yeah, Godify. Godify. Perfect. Right? Godify. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Well, talking about your tracks, uh, you know, Eric's kind of touched on uh, Pro-Life Death Cult, Pick Your Poison. The month before in January, you you did Get Rich or Die Trying, and then the previous uh, release you had before that, Cocaine Mitch, looks like that came out in September. Is there any specific theme? You know, like I say, the art looks very similar, like, uh, you know, the same person did it, the same style. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is a good place to point out, I guess, that there's an artist, Justin Mole, who we've uh, worked with on all these. He's awesome. He's been making stuff for us. Actually, he made some of the some of the designs for that wound up appearing in fucking like various places on our fucking uh, I'm on our fucking sophomore I'm on our fucking sophomore album. So like, we've been working with him for a while, and he just yeah, his art just like does a really good job of like, capturing the like the dark sad shit that we're into writing about um so i really like it and yeah he just he did such a cool fucking job with all these fucking singles like we kind of just were like hey you know do what you think works for these you know you're an artist you know and like you know like we work in sound you work in work in visuals make us some cool shit and he made us some really cool fucking shit right (laughs) um he's awesome he's he's fucking so good you know, uh, check him out on Instagram. It's like a doctor, uh, a doctor from Wolfenberg. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Dolph, Dr. Dr. Wolfenberg. Yeah. Dude, he's awesome. He makes amazing shit and he's, he, and he's been fucking super awesome to work with. He's, yeah. he's awesome. He's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as the theme, I mean, fucking capitalism is going to kill us. That's pretty much my, what I want to make everybody know by the time I'm done making music at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's assuming we don't find a way to stop it, but, that's on my hopeful days. Right. Um, do you have anything to add to that, uh, Jeff? Or is that, that pretty much sums, sums it up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the artwork is great. Uh, I mean, t-shirts thanks, or merch or whatever on every one of them individually. They're, yeah. they're all great. I mean, Joel. They're all the, the Justin Mole stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. It's, Joel, it's the so Punisher, uh, same, you know, obviously same <laughs> he did style. That one too. And then, yes, I, I he did two things, too, as well. I mean, if it, it, it's a different yeah. person, they are just, you know, without putting a signature on there, you can tell there's a signature there it's, it's in great, the style. Yeah. Yeah. There's a watermark, I think, on each of them, like down in, like, in some small spot. But, yeah, yeah, like, fucking, he's, a, yeah, Justin has been amazing at to work with on all this stuff. He's, he's rad. He's, he's so fucking good for what we do, Yeah, you know. He gave us options, and then, like, we, you know, we had ideas, like, you know, like let's incorporate some colors into these, you know? And he's like, Oh shit. So then he threw these ideas at us. It was like, we're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's a super cool guy to work with. He's been, it's been fun. It's just really, so, yeah, it works. Elevated them. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like fucking, you know, like fucking, I mean, it's funny. As I kind of said, like there's a thing about like, being an independent artist, which is like fucking, I'm mean, in control of everything, you know? And so for like you being able to being able to, like, to work in a visual that, works with everything and it's like fucking cohesive i mean i'm kind of fucking anal about a lot of stuff i guess like you know yeah. like you know like them too so like making everything like like feel like work as a whole as well as a single god that just gets me so so fucking stoked 
on this shit. It's, right. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's our brand. It's, yeah, it's been great. I, mean, I don't yeah. corporate sounding when you say that word, but it's kind of like branding, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. But, Instantly you know, fucking like you see it like, oh, that's that's these these angry assholes from L.A. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, and you know, brand definitely is definitely used or abused or whatever by corporations, but still very good for anybody. Just the recognition, Absolutely. just like you said. Yeah. I mean, go to yeah. some big festival, the punk rock bowling, or you know, because I I mentioned that one because it's close to us. But go to something big like that, and you walk around and you see the things. You, you know, you're like, totally. I know that, I know that, I know that. Even if there's not the the specific name, you know, if you had one of these shirts. Peak with C, like, oh yeah, you know, they know. Oh, for sure, man. Fucking PRB was fucking awesome for us, dude. It were it was, oh, yeah. it was the best. That's so awesome. Good. And so, you know I what you're we, mentioning. I hope we can do it again. <laughs> right. Uh you know, hopefully it happens in September. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled. Yeah, I mean they say they seem to be confident it's gonna happen. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Most places are scheduling stuff, you know, like October. I've seen yeah. several places here and in Europe scheduling uh you know bands actually small tours but still tours uh out in like november and december yeah. uh, you know the end of the year so hopefully all that stuff gets to happen but yeah with yours For- what is your plans if you know things get to get back to where people get to tour right now i mean in most places yeah it's a- i think people are doing shows it's just local because it varies from place to place and I mean, county yeah. to county, city to city, even in the same states. In our state, it's that way, and I'm sure it's that way. You know, California has their various areas with, you know, the different <laughs> yeah. colors, you know, and so yeah, it, it varies there. So nobody's touring because that would be more than complicated to try to arrange a tour. But yeah. locally, you know, people are, are, are doing shows again. So once the possibility of tours are, are are back on, is that something that you guys would do? And, you know, most, like I said earlier, most bands, punk bands, when tours, all right, arrange with everybody in the band, like take work off for whatever amount of time, whether it be a week or a weekend or two weeks, whatever. But is that something that you guys are looking to do again? I don't know. I mean, we certainly want to play shows, um, but, you know, like all of us getting vaccinated is hugely important. To me personally, like I believe in science. I want to be fucking vaccinated. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel for that stuff. Right. So, but, but to answer that greater question, once we're all vaccinated, what are we going to do? Certainly play shows around town for sure. But I don't know how soon we're going to be willing to commit a whole weekend to leaving town together in a, you know, I don't know. Band. Yeah. It's yeah. Just- there's a lot of factors like, and I'm already put a drummer has like a one year old. Uh, so that's you know that's a thing that i don't mind like but like you know making space for in his life because that's more important than frankly some stupid punk rock songs you know that's that's like some some fucking real shit yeah like we haven't been fucking playing shows like the local because we don't want to risk anybody getting sick to hear our music that's not worth it fucking to us i don't right i think that's we're just you know there's like there's other things that we can fucking do like like fucking like put out a bunch of singles or whatever so you don't have to to worry about this other stuff yeah i dude i can't wait to get on a stage again and get some fucking rage out of me because <laughs> oh, singles yeah. don't really do it you know that'll come when it comes i guess i mean everything i mean everything is like still like fucking i shuttered around la i don't know about fucking orange county i don't know about fucking i don't know about fucking ventura but i imagine like those are gonna come first but yeah i mean like, we'll just fucking see you know like there's people like booking fucking festivals in orange county for like the fall wow i've seen so there are things hap- that are in the works 
yeah. don't know if we're going to be part of them or not. That's how the world is. But yeah, I mean, fuck, we can't wait to get out there, but we aren't fucking going to jeopardize anybody's fucking safety for it. Either. You know what I mean? Right. That's just. If there's anything this whole pandemic is uh, reminding us that we have, it's supposed to be patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck, I know, right? <laughs> I know, because everyone's just. Uh optimistic no less thinking it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine but there's so many times you can say that before you just get aggravated it's like when the fuck is this gonna turn around you know Uh but but yeah it is a process like uh yeah last year we were all hit with it and now it was all about recovery this year is all about redemption so Let's just bring it. It's yeah. just a step-by-step process, you know? Yeah, I mean, I imagine things will achieve some sort of a semblance of fucking a normalcy at some point because that's just how our world is. It kind of goes from crisis to normalcy, from crisis to normalcy. Yeah, it just goes in waves. But we are not going to be part of exacerbating any crisis, you know? We just aren't. Like, that wouldn't be a part of how this band works, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, God, we can't wait to see our fans. I know our fans can't wait to see us. I've been, I've been talking to them. They talk to, they're very, we attempted to be sort of communicative with people as we can, you know, it's why we're here, you know? But so, yeah, well, I mean, like, we'll get there as soon as it's fucking safe. But yeah, I don't, we don't have anything booked if that's what, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's going to be a minute still. But we'll get there and then, yeah, that'll be cool. We can all scream fucking that together and kind of let that shit out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's going to figure out when. We can make our way to Salt Lake City. That would be be awesome. Fucking rad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, it would be different for everybody. You know, some bands will get out and play sooner than later, and others will wait longer. And it just, you know, depends, especially for the punk genre. So many bands work, you know, and as things start opening up and making it so it's probably better to get out and play shows and maybe tour. That also means it's probably better working conditions, you know, as far as like getting to work for some people or busier yeah, for some people and, and so forth. But what I was going to get at is I think with, depending on how many you have, but you have so many great ones already, plus, uh, you know, one that's coming up for two things that, you know, from a marketing standpoint, whatever type of merchandise you just do, you know, these shows or <laughs> this weekend and you have this shirt you know, and then people are going to want to get that shirt because that's going to be the time they offer it. And then next time it's going to be something from one of the other ones because you have so many great mm-hmm. ones. And obviously it's quite an investment to go all in all at one time. And, you know, I don't know how many you're going to end up with. I mean, if you end up with like 12, <laughs> you know, can you imagine 12 stacks worth of each individual thing all at one time that's that's a shit ton and that's a lot of money that's a lot of merch like we got a lot of merch fucking cluttering our garage as it is brother (laughs) right so that's why you do the other one but you do one at a time for whatever (laughs) limited window which would hopefully sell it because i I think they're great i really do i guess right thanks man yeah i mean like but justin did such fucking such awesome work on these man he really did yeah i mean that might be tough because we I mean, this is going to be, again, fucking like, getting on our fucking high horse, but whatever. That's what I fucking do with this band. And anybody, <laughs> and anybody who knows us should expect that from me. Such is the uh, role we, of the captain. <laughs> we make sure all of our shit is, like, fucking a union-made and exploitation-free. So it's expensive, which means, like, we put a charge a premium for our merch, and we accept it. Or, well, like, we don't actually charge a premium. We just don't fucking like, take much off the top. To be we, honest. That's really, that's how we solve the problem of sure. exploitation. We just, we're the ones being exploited, but whatever, that's fine. We, <laughs> we can handle that. We, 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 we fucking chose that life, so it's fine. Um, shirts at a fair price, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, so my point is it might be a lot to do like six different fucking designs, like sweatshop pretty. That's a lot of money, brother. I don't know if you how many shirts you Oh have. yeah, that would be a, <laughs> a, a lot. lot. <laughs> That's why I'd recommend doing one at a time and make them limited and then people might be go. more into yeah. the like, oh, I want to get that now, then you can get through Maybe, yeah. your your quantity, you know, everything that you have of them. Six shirts. And then you get to the go to the next one. I'll put some rhinestones on them. They'll be all fucking flashy. They'll be dope oh as my fuck. God. <laughs> <laughs> the jewel the shit out of them. Give <laughs> people their money's worth. That's what we're all about in this band. We're ripping off the Urban Outfitters. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Dude, if I could put Urban Outfitters out of business, you don't think I fucking would? Fuck right? yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Selling overpriced oh, yeah. fucking vinyl and 90s fucking band shirts. Fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just taking advantage of the uh, the nostalgic right? happenings. <laughs> totally. Just everyone's wearing, everyone's wearing Ramon shirts and Doc Martens as uh, fashion accessories instead of, you know, a reason behind it. But, I'm glad yeah. I'm finally in fashion. That's cool. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I can live with that. You know, every, everyone gets their little fashion things going on. They go through their little... Uh, their little bouts, their little phases, and it's like, oh yeah, remember when I used to dress like this? And it's like, yep, that's just uh, the fashion just runs skin deep, but it comes. <laughs> but the yeah. reason behind you're wearing those things, that is what's gonna stick with you. Oh yeah, because yeah, the people who are still wearing Doc Martens for the reason intended, it's <laughs> not a phase to them. It's the lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. For example, I just bought my first pair of Doc Martens simply because the job I'm going into is going to require some workers' boots. I'm like, nice. I just Good bought man. Doc Martens for the traditional sense. <laughs> that's, that's nothing wrong with that. I, I, were, I mean, fucking, I was wearing a Docs into work every day when I worked in an office. Now, I mean, like, I still work an office job, but I haven't been there in a, in a year and some change. So, my Docs are right. collecting dust now, but whatever. <laughs> Break them out when we have a show. Right. My stage shoot. Uh, <laughs> right <laughs> years ago dude fucking i was a teenager right i saw queens of the stone age open for fucking bad religion that was the weirdest <sighs> shit oh man like that entire crowd fucking booed fucking queens of the stone age like fucking just right <laughs> off the stage because they weren't anybody yet nobody knew who they were they were just this weird fucking prog rock band that's <laughs> opening for no use opening for no use and then bad religion and just Damn. we all hated it so much it was amazing it was I, oh, I, I love that memory because it was just <laughs> hilarious. I feel like uh, Nick and Randy changed. had a hand in getting that show. Because those guys maybe, are yeah. hardcore guys. I guess, yeah. It's just so random, man. It yeah. happens, though. It does. I mean, both both of those guys, they were playing with uh, uh, John Joseph of the Cro-Mags and uh, Todd Youth yeah, in, uh, in the band Blood Clot. Yeah. I was like... Well, wow, th- this is the drummer and bassist of Queens of the Stone Age, and they're playing this old school, rambunctious hardcore music. All right, I'm for it. Why not? <laughs> right. But yeah, Nick Oliveri, at least he's been he's been all over the spectrum, both in punk and metal and stoner sure, rock, sure. apparently. <laughs> yeah. 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 And same thing with Todd Youth, R R I P. That guy is all yeah. over the place. We had our good. Good time fanboying right there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Look, we're all fans. We're all fucking into into music, obviously. Right. That's okay. Yeah. You know, not everything is about our fucking band. Fine. Or other. Well, of course. I there. mean, the yeah, every band comes from somewhere. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, like yeah, I mean, like we wear our love for old 
for old ass fucking hardcore. I'm pretty sure on our sleeve, pretty obviously. Like it's, I don't think there's much like hiding it. You know, we're this is what it is. So yeah, yeah for sure. But what we are hiding is like Mike's love for Fog Hat and <laughs> totally for Paul McCartney rings and you know. <laughs> That stuff's yeah. not so obvious, you know? Yeah, yeah, my love of, you know, like, old-school stoner jazz. Right. And weird, all the weird shit, yeah. Yeah, right. for sure, yeah, like, we don't let, yeah, like, people would be amazed when we listen to when we're, when we're not into, when we're not in a punk mood. They would probably blow people's minds, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's part of what's fun about life, you know? You don't have to be in the same shit. Totally. Yeah, this is a good transition. It was something I wanted to ask you guys. Like, where cool. does a lot of the inspiration come from other than other than punk rock influence and hardcore influence mike would probably be best suited to that i know and unfortunately he couldn't make it today fuck but i mean i think i mean he listens to enough like iron maiden and black sabbath and stuff that isn't squarely hardcore or punk even for that matter that blends itself in because if you listen to a lot of our riffs they're they're a little bit medley you know but they're not like super flashy like a lot of the metal stuff is, but um, it's definitely, you know, more angular. It certainly isn't pop, you know, it's not pop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, like our fucking poppiest song we have that we're yeah. Yeah. going to find a premiere, you know, and, you know, now. Right. So, uh, you know, so that's cool. I mean, like, I kind of have a feeling like fucking Mike is like a savant as far as just like fucking uh, taking in the entire fucking uh, breath of like fucking uh, music that's like popular or not into his brain and somehow like turning it into our songs because he's just a fucking genius at that shit. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, like, dude, like, I mean, I mean, like, he just like, he sends me like seven fucking uh, riffs a week and asks me if there's anything I can fucking. <laughs> I can fucking sing to him. Like, I swear to God, it's fucking seven a week, just every week. Just, hey, hey, man, you know, there's this thing. Blah, 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 blah. Here's this thing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fucking mad at the world, but I only got so many fucking words in me, brother. Like, he's <laughs> not, he's, he never stops. He's just constantly writing and writing and writing. And it's all, it's all sick. That's what people don't know. There's amazing shit that has just, is like just languishing in like a Google Drive somewhere because, <laughs> I only can can put so many pissed off words to paper, like before I have to sleep and like you know like, and drink my troubles away, whatever. Um, it's he's just incredible, man. I don't I don't know where he gets it from. I mean, I know me like I listen to like really, I like the East Coast uh, shit. I like old school feeling LA shit. Obviously, being from LA, I like a lot of feeling away. Um, cause that was kind of what I grew up on and that's kind of like the core of what I do, it, it, you know, and it also helps because I can't fucking, I, I, cause I can't fucking sing a lick. I can only fucking scream. So I have to be into shit that like, doesn't like require me to hold a note of any kind or that would be a waste. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like, it, it like, it is honestly like mostly my, he's just so incredible with shit. I don't know how to, how to say it. Otherwise he's just amazing we should auto tune the shit out of you one of these days just to turn a song into a pop song <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is like i think that that at one point and now okay so, so like we have a studio that we that we are kind of like like we don't run ourselves or we're like we're invested in uh where we kind of going to do all our shit for diy 
Uh, so I think one time with like fucking Wendland, him and me like kind of tried to like auto tuning me, and I break auto tune. That's how fucked up my screaming is. Like it just like does not feel like it just like doesn't function. So we we we've tried that, Jeff. <laughs> it's a it's a failure on every level. So yeah. I'm sorry to I'm sorry to break it out to you, but we won't be uh won't be making any pop hits anytime soon. I'm I'm actually okay with that. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I wanted to be a fucking billionaire. Yeah, that's how most people are like they view their life. They say, "If it wasn't for punk rock, I'd probably be a billionaire right now." <laughs> there you go, right? I mean, it takes a lot of money to be this. What did you say? A decent doesn't come cheap. Decent. <laughs> Decency's expensive, brother. Uh, you can't put a price on your integrity. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I wish I could, but no. Yeah, here I am. Could, if you could put a physical dollar sign <laughs> on your integrity, just be if like, only, this is how much I'm worth. Are you willing to pay that much? If only someone would ask me to sell out. God, please, someday. <laughs> well, this is fantastic, guys. Before we wrap up, this has been a great interview, and I definitely want to have you back. Let's talk about two things. New tra- the, sure. the new track, briefly talked about it earlier, a little bit about the artwork, but tell us about the track. I've been wanting to write a song. Well, I mean, look, like we can't like live out through fucking years of all this like fucking like, Q, you know, like shit without like without addressing like fucking conspiracy theories and that they're you know they're absurd, right? You know, we we like to get at fucking at things in like a slightly more fucking a deep you know way. So rather than like just say, hey, it's all fucking as stupid, right? Which it is, and we could have fucking stopped there. I wanted to talk about things that like are not a conspiracy, that are just like fucking, that are like actually fucking at true, that we tend to have like kind of glossed over, that I think would uh, would be important for people to know. So I talked a little bit about fucking MMT, uh, which stands for fucking modern monetary theory, which basically means that uh, the simplest way to, to explain it is that all of our fucking debt as a country is like only. Simply exists as fucking numbers on a spreadsheet and fucking it's not something we should be worried about. We should be helping. The other thing was that most of us who are working jobs are being totally exploited. I think that goes without saying if you've ever worked a fucking job. But either way, I wanted to talk about it and how our country has a history of fucking de-humanizing people that it doesn't care about. And those are all just fucking things that we ignore. So I wrote a song that was about those things and said, yeah, you shouldn't be worrying about all this other fucking made up shit. Worry about the important stuff that they're, they aren't fucking talking about. Awesome. Hopefully that explains it all. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of rambly, but I, you know, that's pretty much it. That's my songwriting process there. That's awesome. We're going to play that song here. <laughs> and then we put all that on the poppiest fucking shit we ever wrote. Fucking, <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's a fun song. It has a cool little kind of boppy. I don't know. Like it's kind of, in a way it's a change uh, for us, but in another way it's not. Cause I'm, can only write about what I care about, you know? Well, yeah, that's the basis of uh, punk writing in general. Just write about what you know, write about your environment. And that's that's literally all I've ever been capable of is that. So I stick with that. And yeah, it seems to work. People seem to like it. So oh, we do. You, know, you guys have been super kind about it. So thank you. A- absolutely. And, and we're happy to get to play two newest tracks since you have so many new tracks, as it were. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good ones. Right. Well, oh, I'm sorry. So many decent ones. <laughs> there you go, Eric. That's the important thing. Stick as long with, as stick with the term, right? Stick with that. Is there anything else we should know about your band before we wrap this up? And I want to put out there uh, whether you guys do release several singles, one a month, or whatever schedule you choose to do it. And if you do end up putting them all together, or if you just release something else, 
when that time comes, we'd love to do a, a part two and other members of the band can join as well. And we can pick up where we left off, but talk about all the other cool things that you're going to release between now and then. But is there anything else that we should know about Total Massacre? Yeah, like fuck uh, capitalism. It's yeah. it's gonna kill us. Uh, and if you and if you want to buy our shit, you know that's great. Please do. Uh, it'll it'll fucking whatever you give us is only gonna go to us breaking money. That's all it does. So uh, we we aren't exploiting anybody, unlike everybody else in this world. So we're doing Ooh, our best. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, Let we appreciate you appreciating it. <laughs> Uh, Thanks, awesome. guys. Yeah. Absolutely. At, at Total Effing Massacre on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Where else? Uh, you guys are on Bandcamp, Spotify, I, yeah. I'm sure. Spotify. We're everywhere. You can right. just, yeah, I mean, we have done our best to make everything we do accessible to you wherever you are at. Because that's the world. So That's what we yeah. do, too. Now take it. Put it Enjoy everywhere. It. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you. Always try to get it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do, man. Yeah. Well, perfect. Thanks, right. guys. We are going to play Thank your you. new track, Two Things, and we look forward to having you on the next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you Thanks, so man. Enjoy much. Enjoy it, everybody. Thank you, Captain No Fun and Jeff the Massacre. <laughs> guys in total massacre it was a, a massacre of an interview yeah a very decent massacre no less <laughs> <laughs> very cool we had a great time with them uh talking so many cool topics and just talking about their music we've enjoyed it you know uh, coming across it as eric talked about playing it on the show uh I actually looked back uh and didn't realize this but chris picked a total massacre track from a couple years ago, uh, we were leading up to punk rock bowling, I believe is what it was. Mm -hmm. And Chris came up with this concept of who the fuck are these bands playing a punk rock bowling, right? So we yeah. both <laughs> picked uh, handfuls of bands that uh, were playing punk rock bowling that we have never heard of. 
And, you know, after listening to some of them, then we decided, oh, well, let's, you know, the ones that you like play on the show. And we did. So Eric, not Eric, <laughs> Eric's here with me now. Chris, on the other hand, this episode was from April of 2019, so April 30th of 2019, so it's just about two years ago, leading up to the last Punk Rock Bowling, and it was on episode 97.5, if you care, and you want to go listen to that episode, but we played their track called Border Wall on that episode, and just to give you an idea of the bands that we picked on that episode... The Highs, Grade 2, Auxilio, The Coat Hangers, Fucked Up, Refused, Go Betty Go, The Vulturas, Mystery Actions, Murder City Devils, Danger Friends, Sloppy Seconds, The Radiator Rattlers, Iron Reagan, Corrupted Youth, Killing Joke, The Dills, Cheap Sex, Bridge City Sinners. Uh, a lot of those are bands that we knew or knew of, knew the names, just weren't particularly like, hey, we're, we're familiar with their music, hence, you know, bands like Killing Joke and The Dills and Corrupted Youth and Iron Reagan and Sloppy Seconds, you know, some of those bands right there uh, had, you know, been around, played yeah. a lot of music, just weren't ones that we were uh, very familiar with. So uh, Total Massacre, Border Wall, it was kind of funny that uh, I didn't even remember that, and it was a Chris pick, not mine, so that could be one reason why I didn't remember it, but from two years ago. So that was the first time we played Total Massacre on the show. And then wow. when you picked them uh, a few months back for the first time, and then I think we played two tracks yeah. before this, uh, it was as if it was new to me, even though I'd already played them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's just, uh, that's just the magic of some art that you forget about. <laughs> right. Well, I was thinking about two things I'm going to mention real quick. One was the local band thing. You, you know, Cult Leader, they might be a local band, and maybe there's a lot of people that are familiar with them, and that's just an example. But I was thinking we play on the show a lot of bands that might be considered local band somewhere because they don't do a lot of touring. If they do, it's probably to a few states nearby or countries, depending on where we play them. But that's just it is... There's people that really like these bands. They're just not maybe out there, or people just haven't come across them. Yeah. You know, that's the concept here. And what we do is we find a lot, everything that we enjoy playing and put it out there in hopes that that local band is more than just a local band. And yeah. I don't mean cult leader specifically. That just popped into my head thinking, you know, you like them so much and they were a Salt Lake <laughs> City band. Well, you know, people that might not be familiar with them and then any of the bands that we've played on this show, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Bringing the bring the local scene worldwide. That's I believe exactly. that's the adage of this uh, show. <laughs> yep, making the, the local scene global. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. You know, that's, that's the point and that's what we do. And the other thing that I was going to say, I've already forgot. There was two things. There's that I should have said the other thing first, but then I might have forgot this. I don't know. Oh, well. Either way... Uh, we, we enjoy getting to play more bands. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, I listen to some music and, you know, try to get music. I come across like, oh, I'm going to play it on this episode. And so some of the episodes get planned out for weeks in advance and Punkanoi Worldwide, I've got like 10 episodes mostly like planned out and scheduled out. And I've heard everything before I decided to play it. But the thing is, I listen to so much music in between that time I picked it and put it on the <laughs> list to the time that it makes its way on the show sometimes that it's almost like listening to a new track. And that's what uh, that reminded me of when you said 
I can't remember what you said specifically, but about Total Massacre. We played it two years ago. You know, we played so much yeah. music, and I've listened to so much music since then that I didn't even remember. And sometimes that's how it goes with the show. Yeah. We listen to so much music. I've picked stuff, and I'm looking at the names, and like, I don't even remember what that song was. <laughs> yeah. I know I picked it, so we're going to end up playing it. And then when I get a chance to yeah. listen, I do, or when we... Uh, record whatever particular episode that is and so sometimes it's almost like getting to hear new tracks even though it's tracks i've already heard yeah <laughs> that's just the that's just how the human brain functions you know when we get such quantity you know we forget about a lot of things right but but yeah that's what helps us kind of uh, pick and choose what our favorites were the ones that we remember the most the ones that come out in this uh this horde of music that we uh that we receive and push back out into the world yeah we uh a few things get lost along the way <laughs> right one of my favorite bands is Lions Law and I was listening to them on Spotify the other day and I just did shuffle and their songs this is one of my favorite bands and there's songs on there I've heard every song I have all their albums and there's songs that are coming up like, I don't remember, what, what's this one? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I'm pulling up looking like, oh yeah, I remember the name, but it just isn't that familiar. And that's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Period. And so it just shows, like you said, quantity. Sometimes we take in such large quantity of music that it is hard to always remember. But it, in a way, it's a positive. It's almost like the guy who has, who wakes up every day, you know, whatever movie, I can't even think of the movie, but you wake up every day. And you don't remember the day before, right? Ah, that's a. Uh... It's kind of like the Adam Sandler's uh, Fifty First Dates. That's yeah, that's one what thing. I, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That, that kind of reminds me of right. Like I, I'm yeah. hearing so much music that I've already heard before, but I don't always remember it. And again, I picked it to put it on the show because I like it. And so it's like setting aside things I like for another day to <laughs> yeah. to enjoy, even though I won't remember it in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I that's how I feel with a lot of the even even in the same things with uh, some of my favorite bands, save for uh, Flogging Molly. And I actually challenged my friend. I was like, take a take all the Flogging Molly music. I have everything they've ever recorded on there. Put it on shuffle, and I will name each one. And I did. <laughs> I could do it. That's going through all the live tracks, all the acoustic versions. I was like, yes, this is Drunken Lullabies, the acoustic version. Son of a bitch, you actually got that one. <laughs> they try to hamstring me with like, yep, I know that one. I know that one. And But that is actually the only band that I could name each song. I may not be able to name each song off the top of my head, but if I heard it, I know exactly what it is. That's awesome. Title and all. And uh, and 90% of ACDC's tracks as well, but awesome. <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> I, I, re- I do remember a lot of older music uh you know, classic rock, hair metal, new wave, 90s, whatever. You you name the genre. A lot of those things, I could probably name those that come on the radio. But I wasn't listening to stuff in such quantity back then. It wasn't such readily available, and you couldn't just go from thing to thing to thing to thing like we can on our streaming services yeah. now. All the more reason that buying records is important. It is. Nudgety nudge nudge. Yes. <laughs> Newest one right here just arrived today, The Vacant Rogues. Uh, EP, but on a 12-inch. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I, I have a few of those. Yes. That's how uh, Cult Leader's Nothing For Us here came out. It was a, it was an EP, but also on a 12-inch. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm looking forward to playing them on the show on a coming episode, because it's a really great release. 
let's wrap the show up though. Before we do, I wanted to put one more Total Massacre track in. We played their two newer ones. Again, two things uh, we played right after the interview, and that was released like tomorrow, by the time you're hearing this, probably, <laughs> uh, on April 20th, on 420. Actually, yep. no, that's next week. Why did I say that? That is next week, <laughs> yes. It's on, on 420. Yep. You'll be able to get it. Not tomorrow, because this will be released before 420. Yep. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a week after tax day. <laughs> there you go. Uh, good stuff. Check it out when it comes out. And go check out the rest, like this track right here. We didn't get to playing this one. I think this is one Eric wanted to play, and for whatever reason, I think I threw a different one on. Doesn't happen often, but I think I did that. I think he wanted to play Get Rich or Try Dying, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And somehow I got the uh, Pro-Life Death Cult, I think is what was on there. And I didn't, I didn't even realize it until the song was playing, and then it popped into my head like, I think Eric wanted this other track. I don't know why how I got this one on there. It's, uh, it's okay. I'm not really. I don't really remember which one I wanted to. Ah, yeah, that's a bit of a. Either a, way, I'm either. I'm gonna make up for what I think I slided Eric on uh, accidentally and play another great Total Massacre track that was released this year. Hope you enjoy the interview. Thanks again to those guys. Let's uh, check out "Get Rich or Try Dying." <laughs> Whatever problems or maladies or disasters or pandemics and whatever you want to call it out there happen, somebody on that high-end scale always has something to sell you or rescue you with or save you with or something. Yeah. I mean, that was one thing I saw when uh, uh, when COVID was first coming out. It was like, oh... The companies are hyping on to the fact that we got to cover our faces. Why not make it stylistic? Right. I mean, and yeah, I fell victim to that as well. I own a mask that has the Lucifer pentagram goat on it. <laughs> Thank you, Blackcraft Cult. There's a plug. <laughs> Actually, I didn't buy it. Uh, Shoddy bought it because uh, she likes the she likes the quote as above so below and that came as a face mask and it was like buy two or buy one get another one half off and it was like okay we'll get the baphomet one so i acquired the baphomet one and i just 
wore that ever since. <laughs> I got a couple other masks, but they don't they don't fit me at all. So they just kind of lay around my house, kind of a just kind of a display piece. <laughs> and I'm bummed because one of them was the Misfits. So it's like the bottom half of the Crimson Ghost skull. Oh, that's cool. Like, oh, that would have been badass, but it don't fit me well. It just falls right off of my chin. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, and I have a big chin. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that but yeah, like I said, everyone was like, well, especially in bands, you know, they don't make money touring anymore, so they are kind of living off of the residuals of their previous albums or trying to release new ones. Right. You know, and that's and that's fine. Bigger bands have been able to make do with what they had, but local bands, oh, they were they were kind of screwed. Right. So So, yeah, making masks was kind of a way to uh still appease their fans while also getting some income back in. Absolutely. You got to do what you can do. Uh, whatever merch drawback was, it's always easier to go get in person. It's always better uh, and mm-hmm. more rewarding for both, I'm sure, the band and the, the patrons, the fans, whatever, to get them in person as opposed to try to send for them or buy them on Bandcamp and have the stuff shipped to you and shipping, uh, especially you know from country to country. But... Even in the United States, shipping feels like it's gone up and got slower and all of those things. So Yeah. Uh, and it's just ridiculous to buy stuff from the UK, for not even the UK, I should just say anywhere in Europe, to get here to the US, the shipping, and oh, yeah. how long some of that stuff takes sucks. Hopefully that gets better again. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Eric, let's wrap up the show. Yeah. Let's play some non-punk songs. Yeah, that's about as... Uh... Not about as, but it is not punk. It's also not metal. In fact, I'm kind of uh, piggybacking off of the hip-hop song I promoted last week. But it still had some punk overlay. We know. It had a. It was a song about the Ramones. Right. This one has nothing to do with punk rock. I mean, it comes from New York, so there's that. <laughs> that's right. a, but that's about where the similarities end. Well, no, the similarities don't end because we... Yeah, kind of uh, going off of the what we were talking about, the adage, someone is always trying to sell you something, and also ha- trying to pay bills, trying to pay, trying to keep your head above water. That's what this song is about. The song is uh, called Paper Trails from the rapper Joey Badass. And, and yeah, he had a, an album that came out in 2015 called Before the Money, which, uh, if you look at it, actually spells badass. B, the number four, then D-A, and then two dollar signs. Before the money, badass. Kind of cool. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I loved that album. It was a phenomenal hip-hop record, especially, especially the way the hip-hop's been going in uh, modern times. There is a lot of really talented uh, MCs and DJs out there, and Joey Badass has a plethora of both. And this album is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorite songs on there. And there is a bit of a uh, Wu-Tang reference. If uh, if y'all are familiar with uh, Wu-Tang out there, they got the song Cream, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Well, in, uh, in this one, Joey actually goes, Cash Ruins Everything Around Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and yeah, he throws in a little more fan service, just kind of like, it's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. Because <laughs> in Wu-Tang, you know, cash rules everything around me, cream get the money, dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> right. So, yeah, 
you can tell it's just a living in the New York nostalgia. But it's not it's not copying. It's uh it's just kind of paying homage in the in the same filter as Joey Badass. It's like actually you know, it's actually adding to his presentation. That's you know? Awesome. It's not just kind of like a, oh hey, I like Wu Tang. It's actually like, no, Wu Tang's uh thing still exists to this day, and I'm here to carry that message on. <laughs> So, awesome. and he does so in paper trails. So, if uh, if you guys are hip hop heads out there, yeah, here you go. <laughs> money ain't a thing if I got it. Money ain't a thing if I got it. Money, money, money. Before the money, there was love, but before the money, it was tough. They came the money through a plug. It's a shame this ain't enough, yo Sitting back plotting Jotting information on my nation Really started from the bottom, boy, cotton But they still planted plantations We keep buying it Close-minded men Products higher than the prices on your products And Balenciagas Balance my saga with the Henny Agua Me and my nigga trying to eat you pussies and banana The flow like plenty lava With just a penny I can multiply my wolf And make you work for me for 20 hours I swear these niggas love to copy Thanks for listening Nigga, they been the same Since Biggie smacked me at my christening Watch what you dishing in Please play your safe Cause your position on the top is switching right in front your face Rocking wide in space with rhymes up busting out Keep ducking down, got some missiles now Headed for your house, so put the pistols down Got that red dot on your nose Who put the clown out like jaws like a blue nose Foes, keep your mouth closed or you can see the soap, nah no. I got connections, you're guaranteed to see close doors You hear that underground soap, nah no. The way I flows, to switch them The pros been on a mission Listen, enter the chamber, get hyperbolic They raising max, I raise stakes to keep them brolic My bitches is macro cross Past the chronic, the master sonics is light years above your conscious, your novice. But I got notes that strike nerves. I promise your minds ain't sharp like my swords. So cut the BS and don't worry where my jeans is. And BS, your bitch, your genius. Learn from my penis. I got dreams selling arenas and breaking brackets. Tennis racket while I'm cracking a Serena. God damn, God bless the heaven that sent you. But now I'm freezing out, baby, cause my rent's due. Shit is really real out here. I said shit is really real out here. It ain't easy, yeah. ain't easy. Just tryna get a deal out here. Word. Money ain't anything if I Yo. got it. I'm screaming crane, who fucking with the rat supreme? Joey bad and big print, came to collect the grain. I got a dollar and a dream, know what I make? And I gotta get my mama off the sink. I'm screaming crane, who fucking with the rat supreme? Joey bad and big print, came to collect the grain. I got a dollar and a dream, know what I make? And I gotta get my mama off the sink. Joey badass, badass. Cash ruin everything around me. Cash ruin everything around me. Me. Cash ruin everything around me. Who to no major, no wager. Money ain't a thing. They say money is the root of all evil. I see money is the root of all people. Cause we all follow paper trails, paper trails. And everybody gotta pay their bills, pay their bills. It ain't easy, pay. They say money is the root of all evil. I see money is the root of all people. Cause we all follow paper trails, paper trails. And everybody gotta pay their bills, pay their bills. Hey, it's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bills. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bills. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill. It's the dollar bill that kills y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill, y'all. It's the dollar dollar bill. It's the dollar bill that kills. Before the money, it was love. But before the money, it was tough. They came the money through a plug. It's a shame this ain't enough. Ain't enough. So yeah. 
Everything I was uh, talking about as a lead into that song, it's all there. Before yep. the money, paper trails. <laughs> Before the money, it was love. And I also love the little line in there that's like, I, they say money is the root of all evil. I say money is the root of all people. So yeah, it's really weird that the whole la- the whole prior five minutes <laughs> that we were talking about, how everyone's trying to sell you something no matter what. Right. Just all led back into that one hip hop song. That was really interesting. Right. And it's weird that uh, there's many episodes, I don't know about all, but many of our episodes do have some very unintended uh, similarity or, or something, something that correlates. Yeah. And this was, yeah, and this was one of them. Yeah. The, this one was definitely a, this was definitely an episode for the working class. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we're all the working class here, but the, uh, uh, but yeah, the, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> we're all the working class. Sometimes we just, uh, exemplify it or, uh, exfoliate it or exa- <laughs> exclamation point it. I don't know what. Exemplify it. <laughs> yeah. We always, we exemplify it. We, uh, uh. I don't know what word I was going for with the prefix ex, but it's not it's not coming out today. We, yeah, fuck it. We just like to raise awareness of it more in one episode than another. So absolutely. And uh, here's a stretch to keep it going with the same theme, but the band that I picked it's a rock song of sorts, I guess. Uh, you you figure out which style of rock. I don't care. It's the band is Neurosonic. And this particular track that came off their debut album, their debut album was called Drama Queen, and they released it January 30th of 2007. The track is called So Many People, and it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek reference to Ashley Simpson and her lip-syncing and and so forth. So how I'm tying this in is our working-class people looking at those elites and them trying to pass off whatever they're trying to pass themselves off as better than us and pop stars mm-hmm. and whatever else. And then the best you can do sometimes is go out and lip sync some shit and you can't even do that right. <laughs> but that's what this particular track is referencing. You will hear in some of the lyrics, but it's their tongue in cheek way of doing it. This band started in 2006. They're from Vancouver in British Columbia, but they disbanded in 2009. Some of the guys uh, got, started getting married, having kids, and they just all kind of decided not to be a band anymore. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, it does feature some former members of SNFU. For anybody that uh, you know, try to keep our, our references going here on what's relevant to the show, maybe. Uh, I remember SNFU. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the guys from that band also were in this band. The band, let's wrap up the show with this track. It's called So Many People. The band's called Neurosonic.
your dignity Everyone will forget in a couple of days It doesn't matter what they say in the press, I guess Am I the only one feeling the itch? Just like giving away the billboard awards to some phony little <sighs> So what would you know about how your song goes? Just let that tape That's Neurosonic. Had you heard of Neurosonic before that? Nope. That is a... This is a new listen for me. <laughs> uh, I, cool band. I like to play it because, again, they are just referencing their disdain for, you know, pop music, how the pop industry worked and so forth, and kind of using ex- specific, non-specific examples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, got a few in there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a SNL right in the beginning. Right. <laughs> Everything going to hell in an episode of SNL. Yep. Oh, man. No, but that was a really good one. As far as, uh, yeah, as far as summation for what j- subgenre of rock music it is in, I guess you can use the umbrella term alt rock or whatever. Yeah. But there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of dancey vibes in there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. a lot of uh, dancey and spacey vibes. It kind of heated on that sort of industrial edge. I think the same thing. Yeah. So, So yeah, dancey industrialized alternative rock. There we go. <laughs> we'll, say it's the, we'll say it's that. With starring members of SNFU and a few other people. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it, and uh, maybe I'm just into that style of music now, too. Uh, Neurosonic is the band I would recommend checking out Drama Queen If you like that track That's my favorite track I think that was probably considered the single I, I don't know But they do have other great tracks like that on there So if you like that style of music I would check it out Drama Queen You're not going to see these guys performing live I don't think Unless they get back together like any other band could That they isn't could. together anymore But I don't know that they will So let's wrap the show up You can find us 
because you found us, but you can also find us on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram at ReachingOutHC, at Ship of Fools Official, at Lawmaker USA, at Anti Flag, at Cult Leader Music, at Total Effing Massacre, at Joey Badass, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. Well, Eric, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is also on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. Our Facebook is anonymous band SLC. Our band camp is anonymous SLC dot bandcamp dot com. Also have a quick plug on this one. We've been scheduled to play a show in June. Awesome. Yeah, shows are coming back. We will be playing at Urban Lounge June 11th with uh, Villain and Social Stigma. And if you know Villain right now, you know how much I love those guys. Right? <laughs> and we had Social Stigma on the show. Yes, so we did. you know how much I love those guys. So the fact that this will be our first show going back into the mold is pretty amazing to be sharing it with a couple of our uh, my personal favorite hardcore bands in Salt Lake City. So yeah, That's awesome. So yeah, if uh, if all you people from Salt Lake want to see a good hardcore show, and uh, unfortunately, if you're over 21, because Urban Lounge is a bar, <laughs> come out to the show, please. We'd love to see you guys uh, going crazy for music again. It's been so long, right? <laughs> Looking forward to that. Shows are coming back. Tours, I don't think are quite here yet, but shows are starting mm-hmm. to come back. Yep. But, you know, it all starts local. So all the more reason, if you haven't in the past or if you want to more, support your local scene. Right. Especially now that they uh, they could really use the help. They could use the pick-me-up. I'm Absolutely. speaking from uh, a mem- as a member of a band. <laughs> yeah, it really does help. It, sh- it helps when we are giving you something to listen to or performing in front of you and we're getting a response back. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's satisfaction that is unmatched by really anything else. Except for an orgasm. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can find all the bands on Facebook at Reaching Out NJHC at SOF Punk. And that's Ship of Fools, if you can figure that out. <laughs> at Lawmaker USA at Anti.Flag.Official. At your Cutting Through has a page. I'm not sure if it's at Cutting Through. It was weird but they do have a facebook page so you can find cutting through there at cult leader music at total effing massacre at it's fucking badass but no you so at f-c-k-n-i-f-f-c-k-i-n-g badass so at fucking badass without the u that's where you can find joey badass neurosonic does have a facebook page the show is at slc punkcast Thank you, everybody, for joining us and sticking around all the way up to this point of the show. This has been episode 207. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, I do have some final thoughts. I mentioned uh, there was a little splice in the uh, in today's episode where I was talking about the importance of uh, buying records. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it did go back into the cohesion of uh, helping the financial uh, things of the band. But also, as like uh, what I said just a few minutes ago on uh, – Putting something out into the world and getting a decent reaction from it. Emphasis on decent. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a, it's such a, it's, and just how it's satisfaction unmatched by anything else except for, you know what? The, uh, the I also want to put this, this is uh, something I've uh, lifted from one Henry Rollins interview. The best time to listen to a record is 
on your last day of work, most of us it's Friday, you know, you, you just come home. You're like, I don't have to be up early tomorrow to go to work. I have the whole night ahead of me. I just sit down, put on a record on the turntable, and you just relax and let the music soak in. That's how you listen to music, folks. <laughs> there you go. Do that. Get some new records. Support the bands any way you can. And support the venues so they're still there so you can go see the bands. Until the next one. Play the fucking outro. Outro.